Coming up on today's episode, the Miami Dolphins take a bad loss on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. I am going to give you guys my thoughts on the entire game, my frustrations. I'm going to voice my frustrations, what went wrong, my thoughts on the play calling, any positives. I'll share that as well. Did we get ripped off? Is it panic time yet? You name it. There's a lot of storylines to break down for this podcast here today. And week four, we take on the Indianapolis Colts. And in my opinion, that's a must win. And that's freaking crazy to say that. Week four, and we're already in must win territory. Ridiculous. But you know what? We did it to ourselves. But I'm here to break that down. Look ahead at the matchup against the Colts. All that and a whole lot more coming up on the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast. Wow, wow, wow. The Miami Dolphins take the loss to the Las Vegas Raiders on the road, 31-28 in overtime. Raiders improve to 3-0. The Dolphins fall to 1-2. Those of you guys who listen to me and follow me on my podcast and on Twitter know that I was really, really confident about the Dolphins picking up this win, and I still freaking think they should have done it. Okay, there was a couple of bad breaks that went their way. We talk about that disgusting play call for the safety. If that didn't happen, we could win the game. The missed kick by Jason Sanders at the end of halftime. We could have won that game if he nails that. Also, the pass interference, no call on Will Fuller at at overtime. You got to call that if you're the freaking ref. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities that we had to win this game. And obviously, we got screwed over by ourselves, by the refs, you name it. I still think we should have won that game. But that does not take away from the disgusting performance that we saw from the entire team as a whole this past Sunday. So obviously, those of you guys that watched this game, we jumped out on them early. Okay, we got a pick six. Then we got a a run for a touchdown by Malcolm Brown. We started leading this game 14-0 on the road. And right there, I was confident as ever. I was extremely pumped up. I really thought we were going to win this game, especially at that point right there. Once you're up 14-0 and you're on the road, You got to punch that team in the mouth and take that win. You got to be aggressive at that point on, not play conservative. But of course, this Dolphins team got conservative. And right after that, balls at the half yard line. We throw a bubble screen, tackled right there for a safety. That gave the Las Vegas Raiders two points right there. We punted the ball to them, all the momentum in their way. Obviously, they're at home. They're going to feed off that. And right then and there, the game went to shit after that. First of all, what the hell was that play call? How the hell are you at the half-yard line and you call a wide receiver screen right there to catch the ball in the end zone and immediately get tackled for a safety? That is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. That is the stupidest call I've ever seen. I don't understand that whatsoever. I don't blame Brissett, honestly, because you can tell right when he hiked that ball, he threw it right there. Like, that was the exact play that the offensive coordinator called. I think that's ridiculous, honestly. A little bit of blame for Brissett, maybe. Maybe he should have said, fuck that. Let me audible, let me give it to Malcolm Brown, because that's what you should do right there. And Malcolm Brown just scored a touchdown previously, so he has some sort of momentum going for him. Maybe he can get you out of that end zone, get you a couple yards, one or two yards. Like, get away from that end zone. But of course, Dolphins are going to Dolphins, right? That's so Dolphins to call a freaking play like that. I mean, it's freaking ridiculous. It really is. And right there, the game changed, and the Raiders went on a crazy run. They could not be stopped. And of course, are our, our, the same problems that we had the week before and week one continued as we could not stop the freaking run for shit. 
Peyton Barber, 23 carries for 111 yards. Peyton Barber, guys. Peyton freaking Barber, 111 yards. Are you freaking kidding me? This stuff is getting ridiculous, honestly. If you guys know that I'm really optimistic about this team, I believe in this team, but it's so damn frustrating for somebody like me, who obviously, like I just said, I'm optimistic. I believe in this team. I wanted this team to win 11 games to 12 wins. Do we honestly look like that right now? Absolutely not. This team looks like it doesn't even deserve to be in the playoffs. And that's on both ends. Okay? I talk about this defense being top-notch. The loss is on them as well. I'll talk about that later. But you know what? Offensively, not a lot of great things. Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball 49 times. And I kind of like what I saw from Brissett. But throwing the ball 49 times, what the frick are we doing? I mean, come on now. I like what I saw from Gasecki. He had 10 receptions for 86 yards. Jalen Waddle, 12 receptions for 58 yards. How the hell do you have 12 catches but 58 yards? That's clear cut right there. That's a shitload of screens and, and short passes not being aggressive. It's like the team didn't believe in Jacoby Brissett, which is ridiculous. Like, stop with the conservative play calls because this Dolphins team is somebody that is a team that's always saying, oh, let's play aggressive. Let's, let's be tough. Let's build this culture. We're strong. But then our offensive coordinators are calling these freaking plays that are scared plays. So how are you teaching that to our guys to be tough, but the coaches aren't tough themselves? I mean, it makes no freaking sense. Miles Gaskin, 13 carries for 65 yards. That's five yards a carry right there. Last week on my podcast, I said, get this guy the freaking ball. We got to run the ball against these guys. He was having success, but of course, only 13 carries. Why not run the ball 15 to 20 times? Listen, this game was there for us to take it, and we really didn't grab it and take that win. And you could blame a lot of different things, like I said earlier. You can blame the safety. You could blame the missed call on Will Fuller. But honestly, I'm still not happy about it. Even though I think we should have won that game, I am still not happy about it. Because honestly, if we won that game, do you feel good about this Dolphins team? Because I for sure don't. I don't feel good whatsoever about this Dolphins team following that performance, even if we win that game. The play calling was ridiculous. The ability not to run the ball was ridiculous. The third and one couldn't pick up a first down. Then on fourth and one, turnover on downs. Then the ball at the goal line, two wildcat plays that didn't get nowhere. It took to fourth and goal for Brissett to do some magic to get that ball to the end zone at the end of the game to even force overtime. And then in overtime, our defense gave up two field goals. Like right there, when you get to overtime against the Raiders, I'm over here thinking like, oh, we're good. You know, we got a top defense, right? We're straight. Nope. Give up a field goal. What do we do? We get a field goal back. Obviously, a missed pass interference call, which I think it should have been called and we would have won the game. But you got to keep it going, right? Our defense, we're going to get a quick stop, right? Nope. Big run again. Set up a field goal. Raiders win that game. There you have it. 111 yards on the ground by Peyton Barber. You can't make this shit up. You really can't. Okay, and this is crazy because it's only week three and I'm this frustrated. Somebody who's optimistic. And I'm not even so frustrated that we lost the game. I'm frustrated in the way we're performing as a team and the way our coaches are drawing up plays and everything. Everything. It's top to bottom. There's concerns with the linebackers. There's concerns with the pass rush, the offensive line, the running game, the quarterback, obviously, the play calling, you name it. This is not what I expected from this Dolphins team. And I'm sure half a Dolphins nation expected way more from this team. And it's a huge disappointment. I'm always a positive guy, but how much longer am I going to keep making excuses for this Dolphins team? I can't. 
We've been through so much pain and we're just waiting a breakthrough for a playoff run. And something always goes our way in the wrong way. And this season right now, the Dolphins got to find a way to step the hell up. And they got to step the hell up fast. Because we're early on in the season. One and two. Now week four is against the Indianapolis Colts. And we're talking about a must-freaking-win in week four of the NFL. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous that you're even in that situation. And the reason why it's a must-win, because guess what? We got Tampa Bay next week. On the road, no chance in hell we're beating Tom Brady on the road. So you lose this game Sunday to the Colts, you're one and three, then you're losing to the Tampa Bay Bucks, and that's one and four. You could kiss the freaking playoffs goodbye at that point. One and four, no shot in hell we're making it. You can't start one and four and then make the playoffs, expect Tua to come back and be freaking Patrick Mahomes out here. You can't. That's just not realistic. Okay, is it possible? Maybe, but it's highly unlikely. There's a lot of frustrating things with this Dolphins team, and they better figure it out fast. So obviously, we flipped the page, and we're going into week four here. The Miami Dolphins are taking on the Indianapolis Colts. This game is at Hard Rock Stadium. Last time we played the Colts, we won that game 16-12, to but there was a whole lot of different players that impacted that game that are no longer in this team. But there's a couple. Nick Needham had an interception that game. Devontae Parker caught 5 for 69. Mike Gusecki caught 3 for 28. And Jerome Baker had seven tackles and a sack in that game to pick up the win. So a couple of our guys have balled out and had success recently against this Colts team. Obviously, different quarterback at the helm. Back then, it was Brian Hoyer at that time. Way different guy now. Now they have Carson Wentz, who's been banged up. Both of his ankles are shot. They're 0-3 right now, and they're winless at the moment, which is crazy because we're frustrated about our Dolphins being 1-2. and they're freaking 0-3, so they are even more pissed off and stressed out because they have a quarterback situation of their own going on around there, and that's a team that just made the playoffs last year. So those fans are just as pissed as we are, and you can even argue they have it worse than us. But one thing that does scare me is what they have, and what they have back there is a dominant running back, and that is Jonathan Taylor, the second-year pro. We've had trouble guarding the run against all of the teams we've faced thus far, so we're going to have our freaking hands full, of course, against Jonathan Taylor. And if the Colts are smart, I'm giving Jonathan Taylor 20, 25 carries this game against the Dolphins. I mean, you see the weak point. Jonathan Taylor, week one, he hasn't been off to a great start. 56 yards in week one against Seattle. 51 yards next week against the Rams in week two. Week three, he had 64 yards against Tennessee this past week. So he started to get things going, but yet to crack a 70-yard game or more. What does that tell you? He's freaking due, right? And we just gave up 110 plus yards to pay in freaking Barber. What the hell do you think Jonathan Taylor has in store for us? So we're going to have our hands full. I'm going to be pissed off about that. I already know. I have no faith in this Dolphins defense stopping the run. But I have faith in them in stopping the pass and getting takeaways and doing the right plays, things like that. But stopping the run, I have not seen it. And I hope we freaking see it. I hope the linebackers are ready to contain Jonathan Taylor, because if he gets it going, it's going to be a long freaking day at Hard Rock Stadium, and hopefully we don't see that. But one thing that we have to attack on their defense, they got the same freaking problems. Okay, their first three games, they gave up 100 yards rushing to every single opponent. So they're just as bad as we are when they're guarding the run as well. This goes back to what I said last week, and if we did it, we probably would have won the game against the Raiders. 
Feed Miles Gaskin the freaking ball over 15 times a game. Get the man 15 to 20 carries a game. He just had 13 carries for 65 yards, 5 yards a carry. Let the man rock. Maybe the offensive line is not really good at pass protection, but maybe they're good for run protection. Okay, you won't know until you're giving this guy at least 15 carries a game. Like, this man has had some great runs out there, and I really think that there can be something there. You never know. Because, listen, I don't want Jacoby Brissett throwing that ball 49 times again. Like, hell no. Please get the run game going. Please feed Gaskin. Attack the Colts that way. I think the Dolphins will do that. Because, obviously, that stuff is just screaming at them right now. You look at the average yards of carry. That's the only thing that's wrong. They're not getting the run game involved. And if you look at it, they could have ran the ball more on Sunday, and I think they could have won. So if you're watching film, I think the Dolphins will do this and take this approach. They have to, but you never know what to expect with this Dolphins team. It's tough. It's been tough for years and years and years. We're all numb to it. We're used to it, and it freaking sucks. But like I said, don't hit the panic button just yet, Dolphin fans, okay? I know you guys want to. I'm freaking out as well. I'm pissed off. It's okay to be pissed off. but. Just try to be optimistic here for one more week, okay? Because this week right here, it's a must win. So you lose this game at home to the Colts with Carson Wentz, with a team that's winless, then hit the panic button because we got Tampa Bay the next week. I'm all for it. Panic button, freak out, talk the shit, talk crazy, all that stuff. But just give it one more week. And with that being said, I'm sure... That my optimism speaks for itself when I say that the Dolphins, I think, will win this game 24-20. to I think they'll run the ball effectively. I think we'll get the timely stop when we need to. I don't know if we'll stop Taylor, but that's probably why it's going to be a close game. But give me the Dolphins to win this game at home 24-20 to because they freaking better, honestly. And I think Miles Gaskin gets going. I think they feed him more. That's my X factor on offense. And my X factor on defense is obviously going to be in the hands of the entire linebacking core trying to contain Jonathan Taylor. If we limit him to under 100 yards, I feel even better about the Dolphins win. But we'll see how it goes this Sunday, 1 o'clock at Hard Rock Stadium. You got to freaking win. Something's got to give. All right, so it's that time. It's that time for me to flip this into a little positive part of the podcast something that I've enjoyed doing. Obviously, it's a new segment here. This is good. I'm glad I really started doing this because I'm having a lot of fun doing this. I hope you guys are enjoying this as well. But this gives me like a little bit of a free space after being so stressed from that Dolphins game and talking about the Dolphins losing. Obviously, not the start that my team has wanted. But being able to fall back and look around the whole NFL and talk a little bit around the whole NFL on this podcast has definitely been a treat. And I'm enjoying giving these predictions. So week four is started. And we are starting this segment with NFL predictions. So Thursday night football week four begins. And that is with the Jacksonville Jaguars going on the road to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's 2-1 right now. Jaguars are 0-3. Trevor Lawrence looks terrible right now, which is crazy. I think he has about seven picks at the moment. Really, really bad. Cincinnati is favored by 7.5 points here. I think Cincinnati obviously wins this game. They just came through with a very impressive win against Pittsburgh. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, they got something going, and they're doing their thing. I think they keep it rolling. Give me the Bengals in that game. 
Next on the board, the Indianapolis Colts against the Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. Dolphins favored by one and a half. I think the Dolphins win that game, as you know. Let's let's leave it at that. I think I'm gonna have to start uh picking it the other way and then hoping the Dolphins win. Maybe reverse jinx them here, because the way it's going, it's been ugly. But next game on the board, Washington going to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons, who picked up a pretty impressive win against the New York Giants. I was surprised. I mean, both teams look terribly, but the fact that one of those teams was able to get a win, that you gotta take that and run with it. Washington's favored by one and a half here. I think Washington does go on the road and win that game. Give me the Washington football team to beat the Atlanta Falcons on that. Next on the board, the Houston Texans going to Buffalo to take on the two and one Buffalo Bills. God damn, Buffalo is favored by 17 points. That is a very big number. Wow. No respect at all for the Texans. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor is out. Davis Mills does not look too good. That offensive line looks terrible. And that's coming from a Dolphin fan. So, yeah, Texans are in trouble. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Give me the Bills to win that game. Hopefully, the Texans can pull it off. Please beat the Bills. But I am taking the Bills to win that game. Next, little division rivalry here. The Detroit Lions, 0-3, taking on the 1-2 Chicago Bears in Chicago. Chicago's favored by three points. Hey, the Lions have looked pretty impressive, honestly. They're 0-3, but Dan the Man Campbell has these guys fighting, has them have them biting. They're not giving up. They're clawing. They're trying to get victories. They're they're battling it out. They're never giving up. I feel so damn bad. You can tell that Detroit Lion team really wants to get a win. That they're playing their asses off, but sucks that the record shows 0-3 for them. I'm actually going to take the Lions to upset Chicago in Chicago and get this win over Justin Fields and the Bears. Give me the Lions to pick up their first win and beat the Bears. Next on the board, the Carolina Panthers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is favored by four points. They're at home. Carolina 3-0. They look good, right? Sam Darnold's been doing his thing, but Christian McCaffrey did go down with a hamstring injury. I doubt he will play this game. So for that reason right there, that's a big part of their offense. Their defense has been playing well. But something about the Cowboys at home with that firepower, with that offense, with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, I am not fading that team. Give me the Dallas Cowboys to win that game. Next on the board, the Cleveland Browns going on the road to take on the Minnesota Vikings. The Browns are 2-1. and one. Vikings are 1-2, and two, but they have been balling. Cleveland's favored by only two points here, and that's pretty much a lot of respect to the Minnesota Vikings because even though they're one and two, they have put on some crazy performances offensively in all three games. Vikings got a damn good team, but they got to figure out a couple things. But I really, really like what I've seen from the Browns. Miles Garrett went off this past Sunday. Give me the Browns to keep it rolling right here and get the win on the road. The next game, the New York Giants. Going to New Orleans, well, I don't know if this game will be played at New Orleans, but the Saints are the home team. They're actually favored by seven and a half points. I am not picking the Giants on this one. I think the Saints kill the Giants. Give me the Saints on that game right there. And next, the Tennessee Titans taking on the New York Jets in New York. Jets are 0-3. They look terrible right now. Really, really bad performance. Panic button is officially on over there. Tennessee Titans are 2-1. and one. They're favored by 7.5 points. I say the Tennessee Titans go on and win that game. I don't know how close it would be. You never know. 
a team at home might come out on fire. Upsets happen any given Sunday, but I'm rolling with the Tennessee Titans right here for this game. Next game, this one's actually going to be pretty, pretty spicy. The Kansas City Chiefs, who are 1-2 and two at the moment, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Kansas City favorites by 6.5 points. But, man, I mean, if you remember week one when they won that game against the Browns, the Browns were winning that entire game, and they probably should have won. And it's crazy to think that the Kansas City Chiefs, if they didn't win that game, they would be 0-3. That's crazy. Wow, that makes you think, right? Can the Eagles pull it off? I'm going to say no. I think Kansas City has got their wake-up call. Obviously dropping two games in a row. They should be 0-3. Their last place in their division. That's sick. That's sick to even think of. But I think they flipped that switch, and I don't think they look back from here. I think they go on a crazy run, probably knocking off a bunch of victories in a row. Give me the Chiefs to get right here in Philadelphia and get the win. Next, the 4 o'clock games begin. The Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Both teams 3-0. Division rivalry game. Rams are favored by 6 points. Cardinals offense is on fire. The Rams are on fire too. Matthew Stafford was balling just taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks and picking up that win. Listen, the Rams look scary. Scary, scary good. I really think that they have a a good enough team to get to the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup has been out of his mind. That connection with him and Stafford is crazy. Like he loves targeting him. Higby's got it going, so they got something with the tight end there. The Rams have figured something out, and it's working. And I think they're a dangerous team. I wouldn't be surprised if this team wins 14 to 15 games this season. Give me the Rams to beat the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals could keep up. Give me the Rams at home to win that game. And another game right after that, another division rival. The Seattle Seahawks going to San Fran to take on the 49ers. The 49ers are favored by three points. They're 2-1. and one. Seattle 1-2, and two, surprisingly. Crazy must-win game for the Seahawks. But they're on the road, and the Niners look pretty, pretty damn good. That offense is rolling. Debo Samuel has been balling. They're mixing things up with Trey Lance over there. They got a problem with the run game. But Seattle 1-2, and two, I think they need it more. I think they're hungrier. San Francisco just lost Sunday Night Football. They don't want to drop two in a row. This is going to be a really good game. Honestly, this one could go either way. Definitely fading this from a betting perspective, but for my picks here, I'm rolling with Russell Wilson. I think he comes in and gets the job done on the road, improves the team to 2-2. Two and two. They need this win. Give me the Seahawks to pick up that W right there. Next, the Baltimore Ravens, who almost lost the game to the Detroit Lions. And Justin Tucker made a 66-yard field goal, which was insane. Are going on the road to Mile High to take on the 3-0 Denver Broncos. Denver's favored by one point right here. It's pretty much a pick em. I'm rolling with the Denver Broncos. I really, really love what that team has been doing. They look scary good. Teddy Bridgewater's been balling. That defense is balling. And they're at home. I don't think Lamar Jackson is that great, honestly. I love what he could do running the ball. But I think he's kind of overrated. I'm not saying he's trash. I'm just saying he's overrated for what he is. So give me the Denver Broncos to win that game. And the final 4 o'clock game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 1-2, and two, going up against Aaron Rodgers, the bad man himself in Lambeau Field. Packers are favored by 7 points. I think the Packers win this game. I don't like Big Ben at all. I think he looks washed. I think he looks done. I think he looks expired. I think it's time to call it quits for that man. I think the Steelers are not going to do nothing with him. 
and not going to do nothing without him because I think the backup sucks as well. There's trouble in Pittsburgh, and it's time to get something new brewing over there. This year, I don't think this is it for the Steelers. So give me the Packers. That minus seven looks spicy. I might even take that as well. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers gets the W in Lambeau Field. And Sunday night football, this is going to be a treat right here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to New England to take on the New England Patriots. Tom Brady's first game back in New England. Brady versus Belichick. This is going to be spicy. Man, Tampa Bay is favored by six and a half, which is crazy because last night before I recorded, it was five and a half. So if you guys jumped on that five and a half, that's a steal right there if there is one. But yeah, Tampa Bay favorite by six and a half. Give me Tampa Bay. Brady going back to New England. No chance in hell he's going to lose. He's going to go off. That's definitely going to be a best bet, which I'll share with you in just a minute. And then Monday Night Football, the Las Vegas Raiders, 3-0. Taking on Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who are 2-1. Chargers are favored by 3.5. Give me Justin Herbert and the Chargers to pick up that win against the Raiders. Division game. Give me the Chargers to win that game. And those are my NFL Week 4 predictions. All right, so it's time for the final segment of this podcast, and it is the betting segment where we make some money, and obviously, we've been on a very cold streak on this podcast lately. Honestly, we went 2-1, and one, but obviously, I parlayed these three games, and I did take the loss by one damn game. I won with the Miami Dolphins plus 3.5. I said they would cover that, and they did. I said, hey, if we lose, we're going to lose by three. That's what I said on the podcast, and that's what we lost by. Green Bay, I said plus three and a half is a steal. I said they could win that game outright. Obviously, they did. But the team that let us down was me picking Seattle minus one and a half to beat the Minnesota Vikings on the road, which I thought they would do, and they didn't. So we fell short. We won two. We lost one. We lost that parlay by one game. Lost my money on that. And I think I'm going to start doing something different. Now, if you guys want to continue doing the parlays, that's on you. But I'm going to be betting these games straight up because I like my success rate way better with that. I think I can make up the money that I lost and win some money and not lose as much. Okay, so my I'm going to give you guys my three locks of the week. So it's up to you if you want to parlay them or not. I'm going to be doing these straight up and take my chances that way. So if I win two and lose one, it's not as bad, just like I did this past week. And I, I got to break through. This is a bad, bad cold streak that I'm on. So I got to get back on it. So the games that I like, I like Denver minus one against the Baltimore Ravens. Denver's at home. I'm going to take that on FanDuel. Right now at the moment, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good number. It's minus 108. Next bet that I really, really love, I got this number at five and a half because last night when I was thinking about recording this podcast, but saved it for the next day. It was at minus five and a half for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road to take on the New England Patriots. I think Brady is going to smack the New England Patriots. I think he's going to take this like so, so personal. And he's coming off a loss. Just come on now. Coming off a loss. Going to face Belichick in New England. That's his play still. I think he's going to ball out. Right now it's six and a half. I would even take that minus six and a half if I were you. I would totally advise you to do that. It's minus 110. I think that number can go up all the way to 7.5, probably 8.5 by the end of the week. So jump on that ASAP, whether you're doing it straight up or parlaying that. And the final pick that I like is Tennessee Titans minus 7.5 to go on the road and beat the Jets by more than 7. 
The Jets have not shown any ability to cover a spread at all. That's why I'm leaning that way. I, it would scare me. You know, seven and a half is a kind of a big number if you're a home team. But the Jets have shown nothing to show me otherwise. I'm taking Tennessee minus a seven and a half. And I'm confident about all these three damn plays. So hopefully we can get on the right track, get a little hot streak going here, and let's make some damn money. All right, so that wraps up episode 37. It's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining me on this podcast today. I hope you guys have an excellent week. I hope you enjoy the week four games. Hopefully the Dolphins get on the right track and get a damn win, please. Must win game already. Week four, that's crazy. But you got to do what you got to do. You got to find a way. You got to get it done. You got to get the record even going against Tampa Bay the following week. Two and two, please. Hopefully Brissett has a big game. Hopefully Miles Gaskin gets it going. Give that man the freaking ball. And I still believe, okay, guys, don't hit the panic button just yet. I don't want to be too optimistic, but save it one week, okay? If we lose this game Sunday, then panic button for sure. I'm with you on that. I'm pressing it too. But let's have some confidence. Let's root for the boys. We're at Hard Rock Stadium. Have faith. Just one more week. Have faith with me. Dolphins are going to win this game. I truly believe it. And let's see how it goes. And also, come on, let's get a hot streak going with these bets, please. I've been struggling. I'm sorry if you guys have been following my parlays. Sorry I'm letting you down, but I promise you this week, I think we're going to get back on track. So fingers crossed on that. As always, thanks for listening to the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast with Nando Diaz.